Good morning, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, bringing you another message from God's Word. We're bringing you a series of studies now on Satan, the God of this world. Did you know Satan is a, is a living, personal reality, my friend? He's not just some little influence. Satan is the prince and the power of this air. He was the second in command there in heaven before he was sinned and was cast out and cast here upon this earth as a prince in power. Of the air. That's right. His heaven, his uh, headquarters is in the stratosphere. We want to enumerate some of the doctrines of devils. We've been looking at them for the last study or two, and we want to go back and name them before we get into our study. We're looking at uh, baptismal regeneration, which is a doctrine of devil. That's right. That's right. Keeping the Sabbath. That's one of Doc Satan's damnable tricks. Then there's church membership. That's right. That's right. You you think church membership is salvation, my friend? Are you 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 want to go to heaven? You want to you want to take a chance on going to heaven on just a church membership? Just to seek, look at God's word and see what He says. Then there are the others who believe that you divine healing, speaking in tongues, all of those things, my friend. But this morning we come to this doctrine, the new gospel, which is being preached today. That's right. There's a new theology. This is uh, prevalent everywhere we turn. It teaches that Christ died for sinners, and that's right. But they teach that a sinner is saved by coming to Christ at his own goodwill. That's right. This is manifested by the preacher or by the evangelist directing the attention to accepting Christ as their personal Savior. Now, I've seen that done by the scores, my friend. I have. The, the, especially a lot of our young preachers and some of our older preachers. And they, uh, they, they know nothing about salvation by grace. They only preach uh, accepting Jesus as your Savior. And that's it. That's the crux of their salvation. That's the crux of their message, my friend. And they know exactly how to work an audience up into a frenzy to get you to believe all of this Tommy Rock that they're putting out. It's an emotional thing, very emotional. I've been there. I've been in those services where you'd want to uh, just get up and go down to the front. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. That's not salvation. Listen now. Listen now. Let's see what they said. You don't have to repent. You don't have to reform. Just come as you are. What do they do with the verse? It says, except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. What do they do with that? They say, accept Christ as your Savior, and he'll save you. You make the first step down the aisle, and Christ will meet you and save you. That's, my friend, that's the most subtle doctrine that Satan has ever put on this poor, wretched, lost sinner. Let's just look at that situation. Let's analyze it for a moment. Let's just put all our prejudices aside and, uh, and look at it. From God's standpoint, it, it's uh, it's uh, modern day preaching is just accepting Christ, not on repentance toward God. Hold your seats now. Listen, I ask you to just simply listen. I challenge my entire radio audience of uh, how, I don't know how many, but many, many, to show me one verse in God's Word, the Bible, where any sinner is urged to accept Christ as their personal Savior for salvation. Now, I want to stop and go back and reiterate that. I want you to, if you know any verse that will show me, tell me, where that man is invited to accept Christ, I'd like for you to let me know the verse in the Scripture, the chapter and verse. It's not in the Bible, no. 
Now listen to the God's word. Listen. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came and baptized that first church, filled those individual members, and that multitude was brought under Holy Spirit conviction, as Peter stood there and preached that marvelous sermon on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and coming judgment. Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said unto them, what shall we do? What shall we do? Then Peter said, repent, repent. I believe he shouted it from the top of his voice. The apostle Peter did not stand there and urge that group to accept uh, Christ. He didn't say, come on down to the front. He didn't stand there with persuasive words as man does today with all the wisdom and the charisma and all of the, uh, the, the eloquence that we have today, these high-rolling preachers that we have on the TVs and on the evangelistic circuit now. They, uh, they, they dress impeccably. They don't, they don't know anything about modesty. They come into your midst as, a, as they, they think they're at nine foot tall above you. they self-righteous and self full of pride and they are invited to hold meetings and i hear them i hear those folks but what do they do they preach christ yes except jesus come on down to the front and accept jesus well my friend i'm taking issue with them this morning there's no such a thing in god's word no listen listen they exert they exhort folks to accept uh, Christ, they sing a hymn for about 30 minutes. Have you ever seen, you ever, you ever been in one of those services? They sing just as I am. I heard one fellow, they said he sung 26 times, uh, just as I am, and said, finally, some poor old soul got up and went down to the front so they'd hush up and go home. Now, isn't that a, isn't that a, isn't that a farce? Isn't that just a farce, my friend? Is that what you banking on? Is that what you depending on for your salvation? Do you know Christ? Do you know the Lord? Paul said, I know whom I believe. The old trailblazer can say that. I know whom I believe. I know the Lord Jesus Christ in the forgiveness of my sin. He's my Lord. Yes, he's not Jesus. He's my Lord Jesus. He's my Savior. He's my Redeemer. He's my Keeper. He's my Sanctifier. That's right. And most of all, he's my Savior. Oh, and one day we're going to go to be with him. But listen, listen, folks. Peter said, repent. Repent. And listen. Nowhere does it say make a decision. And they sing that verse a long time. Any verse, folks come up and give them a hand and tell him if they would uh, make the first step, God will meet you halfway. No, sir. I hear one of these uh, radio preachers on Sunday night. He comes down to the end of his service, and he says, Now, I want to pray with you. This is your prayer. You pray this little prayer, a little elementary prayer. And he said, Now, that's your prayer. And uh, did you pray that prayer? He asked his audience, did you, did you pray that prayer? If so, you're saved. And now you write me, and I'll send you some helpful literature. And uh, you write me back, and don't send me no postcard. Send me a letter. You know why he says that, my friend? You can't put money in a postcard. Listen now. I know I'm being a little sarcastic, but that's what, that's what we need sometime, my friend. No, sir. Old Peter cried out, Repent! And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter had laid the axe to the root of the tree. He had laid before them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Christ died for their sins, according to the Scriptures, that he had risen from the dead, that he was exalted at the right hand of God, and that God had made him both Lord and Christ, that therefore they were under condemnation. Listen now. And, and 
and that justly because they had crucified the Lord Jesus, had hanged him on a tree. He laid their judgment at their door. He had indicted them for the crimes of first-degree murder. They saw themselves justly condemned and lost so much until they began to cry out, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Have you ever heard that happen in your service, preacher? I have. Pastor, what must I do to be saved? Pastor, I want to be saved. It doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me a bit. No, sir. I love to hear that story. I love to hear that. And if old Peter had been one of them, those modern-day preachers, he'd have begun to draw his net and bring them all out on a decision. He would have had his choir of 120 singing for 30 minutes or an hour, and he would have stood there and used all the psychology and high-pressure salesmanship he knew to get them out on a profession of faith, which is being done on a daily basis now, or on a decision for Christ as their personal Savior. But no, to the country, he did not have to sing one single song. He didn't give an invitation. He came back at them with one word. When they said, what must we do? He said, repent. Peter knew how God had saved him. Old Peter was saved there in the bottom of a boat one day where Christ had been preaching. He knew that nobody could come to Christ until they repented because a sinner meets God at the mercy seat. God meets a sinner in repentance. My friend, that's right. Because a sinner meets God at the mercy seat. God meets a sinner in repentance. When a sinner repents, God is right there to save him. You know when God will save you? Listen, when you take the blame for your sin, that's what repentance is, thinking along with God, agreeing with God that you ought to go to hell. Did you know that every, every individual who's ever saved knows and realizes that if he'd have got his just, just dirt desserts, he'd have went to hell? He wasn't looking for justice. No, he wasn't looking for justice. He was looking for mercy. I told you the story of the little old country church out there one night, one Sunday night, the preacher got through preaching, and he asked a man sitting in the back, said, would you, uh, brother, would you stand up and, and, and dismiss us with the benediction? And the old feller got up, and he began to pray, oh, God, this, and oh, God, that. And he said, oh, God, grant us justice. Grant this audience justice tonight. And the man sitting next to him jumped up and caught him by the coattail and jumped up and said, Oh, Lord, don't answer my brother's prayer. If we get justice, we'll all go to hell. Lord, what we want is mercy. And that's what I bring to you today, mercy, my friend. Did you know the Lord's still holding out mercy to those who would come to him? You know why you're not saved? Because you won't come to him. You'd rather hang on to your little decision, on to your little charismatic energy that you have. Oh, yes, that's right. Your little church membership, your little baptism, your little keeping Saturday for the Sabbath. You hooked up on that thing. That's right. And you're rooted and grounded in error and you won't have God's word. No, no, that's right. You pick and choose. You you, you like the, the billboard I saw on the highway the other day. A big sign said, try God one night. Well, my friend, that's blasphemy. You don't try God. You, you don't reject God. No, listen, the Lord, Jesus Christ, don't stand in front of you, doesn't stand in front of you to be accepted or rejected. You stand in front of him. And if you never come clean and come clear with the Lord, he will, he will say to you in that day, depart from me. I never knew you. Did you know it's a coming down? It's a coming down to come to Christ. There's a repentance. The Bible says, except ye repent. What is repentance? Taking the blame. Taking the blame. We don't have anybody who wants to take the blame, do we? No, sir. You hear these folks now talking? Nobody wants to take the blame. But listen, God's child takes the blame. He takes a low place in, in this life, my friend. Oh, have you ever seen a, uh, have you ever met a, 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 a 
child of God who wanted to go back to the old life? I never have. No, the Lord delivered me from that old life. All of that uh, uh, terrible temper and all of those things that we see manifested everywhere, all covetousness. Has the Lord ever broken covetousness in your heart, my friend? Did you know you can't be saved without covetousness being broken in your heart? Read that scripture there where it says all liars and all those robbers, God, and all of those robbers of God, all of them will be uh, cast into hell. That's right, my friend. This is, this, is, this is a terrible day we're living in, folks. We're coming down close to the end of the time. Did you know that? The Bible said to look up for thy redemption draweth nigh. I know that we don't set dates. Oh, no, we don't do those kind of things. Only the Lord knows when that comes. But he gives us sense enough to know that this old world can't go on much longer. Not with all of this, this skulldudgery that's going on, the fighting, the bickering, and all the, the, the uh, everything that, that's happening now. And men hate one another and can't get along in this world. And then the, the, the churches are turned over to the evolutionists where they preach the evolution and, and have the woman preachers and the homosexuals. And my friend, you put it all together, it's a terrible picture. And I see that picture. And I, I attempt to bring it here to my folks at Radio Missions, Sunday after Sunday, week after week. Turn to the Lord. You say, what can I do? Turn to the Lord. Turn to Christ, my friend. Ask him to give you the effectual call. Have you ever been called? Have you ever been called out of this present evil world? The Lord called me one day, gave me that effectual call. You know what it is? Like putting a hook in your jaw and bringing you to the Lord. Once, you, once the Lord gives you that effectual call, you can't stop. But listen, many of our folks won't have it. They won't have the call of God. They won't have it. They want their own way. Just like you there this morning, chomping at your bits maybe. You want your own way. You don't want someone to say that you're a sinner. Well, my friend, I don't call you a sinner. God's word says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Has your soul ever sinned? If so, you're going to die. That's right. You're going to die. Oh, my friend, I wish I had another hour this morning. Just getting warmed up, sort of speaking this morning in the old Trailblazer broadcast. Bringing you this series of studies on Satan, the God of this world. Listen, Satan's not a little tin soldier, my friend. Don't let him fool you with that. And I wish you'd write me. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org.